Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 20 of Hoosier Picks Podcast. We've got a nice little um, set of topics here. I'm joined now by Reagan on the phone. Reagan, how we doing? Great. Great. Glad to be here, even though I'm not there. You're here in spirit, and I'm joined here currently uh, in the same room as I. Uh, Tommy, how are we? We are well. How was everybody's day? It's uh, it's a Tuesday when we're recording. I don't know when you're going to hear this, maybe on like Thursday or Friday. So hopefully everybody's had a good week by now. We got the All-Star game. Now it's there There seemed to be a multitude or a, a, a difference of what we were expecting and what we got. And with the new format, that is. And I personally loved it. I loved the new format. Um, it kind of seemed like the guys were into it. Um, just from hearing some of the feedback, but what did you guys get from it? I I love the format, and I want to actually come back to that and, and kind of pick your guys' brain about what you think of the Elon ending. But before that, a couple things that really bothered me was everything off the court for the All-Star Weekend. I thought the on-court product was outstanding. That was probably the most fun, if not one of the most fun, all-star games that I've watched in my lifetime. I thought, you know, the, you know, making the quarters competitive and then the, especially the fourth quarter super competitive, that was a lot of fun to watch. I thought the, um, the dunk contest was one of the top three I've seen in my whole life. Um, well, even maybe of all time, if you include the 88 one with Jordan and Dominique. But I think everything else about the weekend kind of bothered me like the national anthem was the worst national anthem i think i've ever heard i don't i don't know uh-huh. i don't know if it was though did you see everybody kind of brought up the uh fergie one again because i think that was nba all-star weekend too yeah that was like two or three years ago i thought the canadian national anthem was badass yeah like, that was a great acoustic version i think that one though. purposely ruined the national anthem just to keep tradition alive maybe but because they showed that I, I was seeing on, on some social media stuff, they were showing the Fergie one again. And at that one, literally all the players were like laughing during the national anthem. It was so bad. <laughs> well, I guess this one wasn't laughable, but it was painful to the ears. Yeah, it did hurt. My wife was, my, my wife even like yelled from the other room, like, what is that? Well, your wife is a scholar uh, musician. That, that is true. So, I mean, she was, yeah, it, it, it definitely like, it kind of gave me a headache. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. I, I'll have to agree with that. I think it was trending on Twitter how bad it was. Um, but Speaking of social media, that's another thing that bothered me. They catered the All-Star Game weekend to, like, TikTok stuff. They had, like, TikTok celebrities yeah. coming out and doing stupid dances and making the, the NBA guys dance with them. Yeah, I didn't That kind of stuff is stupid. I didn't like the TikTok thing. Not gonna lie, I did. I, I do agree with a lot that you're saying. I uh, that dunk contest was pretty phenomenal. I think um, I think Aaron Gordon deserved to win again. I mean, I don't think it was that that much of like a he definitely should have won. Um, what's the guy's name that he was uh, up against in the finals? Who? What team did he play for? Was it the Heat? Yeah. Because wasn't there some controversy with D-Wade? Wasn't it like Bam? Or, or, no. Oh, yeah. There was something going on with D-Wade and the Heat, but, I mean, I'm who, just glad there was a winner. Who, who, was the, who was the guy that got first? Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. I mean, he put on a good show, but I thought Aaron Gordon had the best dunk overall. Um, yeah, that the, might be the the one off the side of the backboard 360 yeah. windmill. Might have been the best dunk I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was and and he's he's gotten screwed before. It's like the second time really. And then yeah. I didn't like how it was almost like everyone in the stadium you could tell wanted him to jump over Taco Fall. It it was you could tell it wasn't like his plan because he was you could kind of see like doubt in his face. And he just went with it, he did it, and made it, and then he lost, um, which was kind of a bummer. But I actually heard from somewhere that the the judges, like, screwed up. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I heard that, too. 
that yeah. they meant to tie tie it, and I don't know what was going to happen. In they were, they talked about walking off. I think they were going to make him like choose a winner, but uh, here's here's an issue I have. I thought what like, who were the judges other than Dwayne Wade? It was just like random people that have no business being judges. Well, Scotty and Pippen. I thought I thought the entire the entire dunk contest was misscored. They need to bring back decimals. Yeah, I, I agree. I saw a picture. This was an old slam dunk competition uh, judging crew. Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, Dr. J, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Those, those guys know what they're talking about. And instead, we get people that have no idea what they're doing and screw it up. Wasn't one like uh, Candace Parker or Lisa Leslie or something? It was Candace Parker. Yeah. I and mean, the other guy, the one was the Black Panther, whatever his name is. Chadwick? Uh, yeah. The one thing I thought that that disappointed me in the dunk contest that I thought was missing is nobody did a classic Jordan dunk. I thought I thought, for, I thought for sure that was going to come. Um, well, did you see Zach Levine like two weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, tried to do a 360 from the, uh, from the free throw line? And this was well before like the dunk competi- or the dunk competitors were announced. So he he definitely could have. I think it's just overplayed. Personally, I I mean that jumping from the free throw line. Shoot, they've been doing that for twenty years. Well, even I mean doing doing it the exact way Jordan did it, or doing the one I don't know what you call it, where he like cuffed it and almost went did like a windmill. The cuff. rock the rock the cradle. Yeah, rock the baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But guys do that in a game now, and so now it's like yeah. But the dunk contest, like half, Paul George is doing three sixty between the legs in a game. Half of it now is about putting on a show, and if you're in Chicago, I mean, Jordan is Jordan's is Chicago. You, I mean, I feel like obviously they were giving out fifties pretty easily, but well, speaking of paying homage, Dwight Howard had a pretty nice little. Superman with a 24 Kobe tribute. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. I was glad to – I think, Reagan, I, I know what you're saying about this weekend, but I think this is one thing we can agree on is that the entire weekend was definitely focused on Kobe, honoring Kobe, turning the tr- or changing the name of the trophy, the jersey numbers. Kobe was alive and well this weekend at All-Star Game or at the All-Star Weekend. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's awesome. And I also think Kobe saved All-Star Weekend because I thought some of the shenanigans they were pulling, like the three-point competition commentators were Dwayne Wade and Reggie Miller, and they were terrible. Like, I just thought everything outside of the on-court product was poor. And I think that's, I mean, that's just the NBA in a nutshell right now. They're trying to pamper to society, and then they're just, they're not, they're not, hitting the mark and um you know the kobe tributes and making this that weekend about kobe helped the ratings and stuff um so it'll be interesting to see from here on out if they keep trying to pander to the younger generation and get more viewership that way or um, what route they're going to take but they're in danger zone of of having a really poor all-star weekend as far as viewers go if they don't have like some major storyline. Well, that, I hope that's not. Kind of worrisome. I hope not. The All Star Game's here in Indianapolis next year. Yep. I was getting ready to bring that up. Yep. It's come coming here next year. I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be awesome. They're going to they're they're fixing the arena. They're doing some stuff around around that downtown area. It's going to be a fun time. Hopefully. Do you we'll, think they'll Do you think they'll stick with the Elon ending? Oh yeah. You can You can't not after. I let's 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 go to that. How, I feel like that was the most successful thing about the entire weekend. Do you guys think everybody at all levels should go to an Elon ending? No. I, I don't think anybody should do it other than like the All-Star game. I mean, I, 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 li- I like I it. Think, but I think everybody should do it. I like it, but I'm not, I'm not one for change in sports. How it's, it's been one way for... Forever, I, I mean, clearly it, it it was great and it was awesome and um, there would have to be some adjustments. I heard something about 
ending on a free throw. Like if if uh, if it was to end on a free throw instead of getting a point, you would subtract a point from the other team, but you have to end on a, a field goal. Um, I think that I think that's dumb. If you foul and they turn free throws, they shoot the free throws. I mean, that's the same in a regular game. If you're not doing the Elon ending. You know, I think that's what, I, I think some people that the team that lost, they're mad that that's how they lost. But I mean, Kyle Lowry fouled them, so he got a free throw and he made it. I how think I think uh, if if they do implement it at any level, maybe at the G League somewhere where there's enough resources and you can monitor it, um, similar to what the MLB does with their minor league. Uh, AAA's uh, or minor league system, they implement like the clock and and uh, the whole timing and trying to adjust. I think the G League could implement something like this, but yeah, I, I'm kind of on your boat though, Tommy. I think it's a little drastic to change the sport and give it a facelift like that. Yeah, I. I do you guys, do you guys watch the the tournament, the basketball tournament in the summers of like alumni teams? Uh, every once in a while, I turn it on. I don't pay close attention, so, but I've really gotten into that. And they do the Elam ending, and how they do it is they play like a college rules. But the first dead ball under four minutes, they they turn the clock off, and whoever is leading, they just add eight points to that, and that's the target score. So the first team to that wins. And the thing that intrigues me about that is. So many times that you see games come down to the wire, teams start fouling, or teams stop running offense, and the game just completely stops. Teams stop playing, they stop doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it just turns really ugly. So the last four minutes of a game are are terrible. And I think this is especially true in college and high school. And doing the Elam ending, it doesn't matter if you're up 10 or you're up 1 or you're up you have to score eight more points. So nobody can hold the ball and just play ugly basketball. You have to keep playing to get your target goal. And especially in high school, when you know you can hold the ball forever and ever and ever, you know, and get the last shot. I think the Elam ending is a great way to to improve, um, like college and high school. Yeah, I I understand. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know I that I, I love it happening. Uh, I, I did love it in the All Star game. I mean, it it was the most entertaining. It, it's an exhibition rule for an exhibition game. You know, that's kind of how. And yeah, I I kind of agree. Um, but I could I could see college doing it in like ten years, twenty thirty. I could see college doing it. I don't think the NBA will ever do it, but I could see college trying it out. Well. I guess we'll have to sit back and see. Only time will tell. Uh, Reagan, just a little bit ago you were talking about how the NBA was kind of pandering to a younger audience and, I don't know, maybe missing the boat and doing a good job of putting their foot in their mouth. Um, maybe another league that has put their foot in their mouth, the NFL with this whole Miles Garrett, uh, Mason Rudolph controversy. Um, we, have, we have a poll out there right now on Twitter, right? Yeah, and – Last I checked, it, it's it's pretty split down the middle. I think it was fifty three percent thought Miles Garrett was telling the truth, and forty seven percent thought Mason Rudolph was telling the truth. Yeah. My my opinion on it is, well, me and Skyler kind of had a conversation about this. We feel like there's got to be some audio out there. Yeah. Um, there's got to be something. There there has to be something. You know, you, you we see all this material of. Players in game here, hearing them so clear, what they're saying, what they're doing, the amount of cameras that are just in the vicinity, right? That the NFL, the teams, the the players themselves are wired up. I, there has to be some audio, and that leads me to believe that there is audio, and somebody did say something. Yes, they don't know exactly who it was, and that is why they are covering it up. That's why Mason Rudolph is able to say, no, I did not say that. And Miles Garrett is able to say, yes, I did hear someone say that. And he's just accusing Mason Rudolph, the guy that he just so happened to swing a freaking helmet at, you know, during right. a football game. Right. So I, I myself <clears throat> lean towards Garrett because kind of that reason. I think there's audio out there. I think if, if you're looking at it from the NFL standpoint, they – 
have to cover, cover themselves. If somebody did say that word, especially if it was Mason Rudolph, it's going to look really bad if that gets out there. Um, and I also, I also don't see what Miles Garrett really has to gain from like making this accusation. I mean, you know, he's, yeah, he said, you know, I don't want to put it out there and, and make it up for my actions. I mean, he's already served his suspension. He, he's not going to get any more, um, you know, I would hope that he wouldn't just make this up out of nowhere. But what would be really telling is if um, Mason Rudolph does or doesn't sue for slander, because or or libel or whatever the the legal term is. Because if he does, they're gonna have to get the audio. There, yeah. there or somebody's gonna inquire about. Okay, there's got to be something out there. And if if nothing comes up. I bet you something gets leaked that there was a destroyed tape or there was destroyed audio. I thought I had heard something, though, about the NFL having some kind of rule where you actually, a player cannot, like, come up with any lawsuit to another player for something that happened during a game. Yeah, and that, I think, is more or less with the helmet swinging. It's a violent sport. There's violent things that happen. There, there's career-ending injuries, so I can't sue you because you hit me and ended my career. But once you take it off the field and you start calling me, you know, saying I said something or uh, making my character, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? You're trying to paint my character in a bad image. Right. That right there is a is that's different. And that's that's totally different than like Richard Sherman calling Michael Crabtree a sorry wide receiver. That that's that's w- within the game. I think you're you're really taking it off the field when you start to mention you know what he's accusing Mason Rudolph of. Right. So I and and like I said, I do believe you, or I am on your side. I do believe Miles Garrett heard something. You got to figure that a lot of things are said on a football field. Um, but was it Mason Rudolph? And that's what they need to decide because, right? And there have there been other players that have come out and said, "Yeah, I heard it too," or 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 what? No, no, there hasn't. Yeah. And and there's a lot of theories out there. You know, there's there's theories about somebody else said it, and um, you know, it was a mistake for Mason Rudolph. I don't, there there can be all these theories. All these theories can people can have their opinions. I mean. The only way we're going to be able to find out is if there's audio. Yeah. Uh, if it's not that, you're basically, at this point, trusting going Miles Garrett word against Mason Rudolph's word. And that's, that, that, that proves nothing. That will yeah. never prove anything. Well, in, in with, you know, the, the Colin Kaepernick situation or the Colin Kaepernick events. And then, do you remember um, Riley Cooper? Yeah. And now the, it, it would be... Just one more thing that a group just that could not destroy the league, but it's a black eye and something that you don't you shouldn't have to deal with. Right. It so you know uh, something else. Gosh, man, I, I I'm thinking of it right now. We just went from the All Star game and the the blemishes on that as far as the league, and now we we moved into the NFL and the blemish on that. The biggest blemish, right. probably of maybe the year, the early year already, is the Houston Astros. And boy, I mean, just this is not going away. No, this is not going away. So, uh, Reagan, are, are you still with us? Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, your take on this whole Houston Astros situation? Um, maybe I don't know if you've if you followed it or yeah. okay. What, what what's your feeling? I mean, I got I got two big thoughts, and you know I think there has to be some sort of punishment for the players involved and knowingly did it. Total immunity is bullshit. And I, I think they punished the wrong people. They they punished the head coach and the GM, and they let the players slide. And the 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 big issue here is if you're running an organization, I don't care what you're running, if your people are upset, your business is going to struggle. If you run a restaurant and your customers are unhappy, you're going to struggle. You know, if you 
it doesn't matter what you run. And the, and the Manfred has a bunch of baseball players right now that are furious that he has refused to take action. And that's not a good spot. The MLB is already struggling with ratings big time because nobody has three hours every single night that they can sit down and watch a baseball game. And now you're, you're just making players mad. LeBron even chimed in today saying that, that it was completely a joke that Manfred has not taken any discipline. So I, I think the fact that there has been no discipline to the players is going to be uh, a big cause of concern for a long time to come. I'm not saying that he had to strip them of their title. Uh, you know, I don't have the perfect solution, but nothing certainly is not the best solution. And he's decided to come out and say if, if a pitcher is intentionally throwing at Astros players that they're going to get suspended and fined, I think that's an absolute joke. That's an absolute joke. You're punishing pitchers now for something that the Astros did that was a cheating. I mean, that's just that's absurd. Yeah, I agree. I actually have the exact same opinion when when i heard about the him protecting the astros players from getting thrown at it's like i mean he is he is protecting the astros at all costs he is they they're getting off too easy i mean it's i i saw one player tweeted or something he said and the astros win again after he came out with this this statement on this and it's just like i mean it is r- ridiculous. If you have players from basically every other organization that are upset, you know you did something wrong. Because the players typically stick together. Uh, and and everyone is, everyone's mad. Everyone's being vocal about it. Some people are being very vocal about it. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Yep, he's being... He's, Cody Bellinger. He's, they, they are sharing their opinions. And yes... They need to do something to the players. I think they need to take away their World Series championship, in my opinion. How can you say, let somebody keep a championship that they cheated to get? It just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. It doesn't seem like that championship has any uh, backing to it anymore. I I think it's being handled so terribly. Yeah, Man- Manfred's definitely got himself in a corner. Um, you know, but the the report that the Astros, where all this came from, there there was mentions of the Boston Red Sox, and there was mentions of the New York Yankees, and then there's mentions of other teams doing this or other teams knowing that this was going on. My question for you guys is, why are we just now hearing about it if it was 2017? Guys who are using technology, wearable technologies to cheat. Why is it, you know, I, there was an investigation. I understand that. But the players knew that right away. They could have gone to the press, done it anonymous, anonymously if they wanted to. But I, I I, personally think that the technology and being able to go and, and check the pitches, check your swing in between outs is, is it, it doesn't cross a line, but it's, it's like an unwritten rule. Why do you need that? How many times did we play baseball growing up? Need to go check a check a video and you know to get back in the box or or how many times does Tiger Woods? I heard somebody make this analogy. How many times does Tiger Woods go from fifteen to sixteen and he gets to watch a video in between or check the leaderboard? So technology just doesn't need to be in this game. One last thing I want to throw in there: if they're gonna be this easy on the Astros, Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, I think you can actually argue regardless, Pete Rose. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Thing, but, I would always argue that. But, but I'm, I mean, if you're going to allow this kind of thing to go on, and, and but you're going to stay stand firm on Pete Rose, I mean, you're just hypocritical. The I'm glad you brought that up, Tommy, because I have that written down right here. The MLB has had these eras of. There was the gambling with Pete Rose. There was a steroid era. Now we got electric wearable technology era. There, they never. Nobody ever comes out and says, "Hand up, I did it." You know those guys that were who was it? Rafael Palmeiro, Mark McGuire, same like those guys that went before Congress and lied and said that they never used steroids. The MLB, bless you, the MLB is 
is I don't know. Maybe they're kind of like the NFL. They just cover everything up. They just try to move on past these controversies, and and what it does is it stunts the growth of the game and really turns off fans. Um, you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion, though. We've got college basketball futures. College basketball, the uh, regular season is almost um, almost here to an end. I don't know when exactly, but then we've got conference champ or conference play. Uh, conference, what, what's that called? Conference, conference tournament. Conference tournament. Thank you. Um, and then following that, we've got most likely the NIT for IU, but uh, March Madness. <laughs> Um, I know that you you two guys are actually going to be in Vegas opening opening weekend. That is correct. So if you guys uh, need any money runners out there listening, give it to Tommy and Reagan. And what are we taking? 15? 15%? I think that's what we're taking. It's negotiable. Um, but guys, uh, we wanted to um, have a little bit of uh, futures talk. In this segment, so uh, Reagan, you you said something about buying and selling teams. Yeah. What what's that all uh, about? So I went through the the top fifteen teams in the nation on the AP poll, and kind of just put them in a buy category, as in uh, I'm buy, I would buy stock in them. I think they have a chance to really do damage in the tournament, and a sell category where I I just think they're missing a little bit too much. And I'll just go down the list for you and kind of tell you where I see them. Um, I have Baylor, number one. I have them in the sell category. I think they are too limited offensively. They are one of the best defensive teams in the country, and they are really good defensively. But they cannot score at a high enough level um, to make a really, really deep run. So I'm selling Baylor. And the same with Gonzaga, except they're kind of flipped. They're really good offensively, but they struggle defensively. Um, and we all know their schedule is not the toughest in the nation, so I'm going to sell Gonzaga. Uh, the number three team is Kansas, and I am buying Kansas, and I am buying Kansas big. Um, Kansas is a extremely efficient defensive team, which you don't normally think of defensive efficiency when you think of Kansas. But they're really good defensively this year. Uh, they shoot it decent, they have a stud inside, and they have a really good point guard. Um, and the point guard is a veteran. And I think those are a combination of things that uh, can make them very dangerous in March. So Kansas is probably number one on my list of teams I'm buying right now. Uh, the fourth-ranked team is San Diego State, and I, I don't have either on them. I think the verdict's out on them. They're just too much unknown because they don't play anybody. So I'm, I'm neither buying or selling San Diego State. Um, fifth team, Dayton, I'm buying them. Um, I know it's a feel-good story with the mid-major, but I think they have the best player in the country in Obi Toppin. Um, they're, they're experienced. They've been tested. They played in Maui. Um, you know, I think Dayton's pretty good. I would buy stock in them. Sixth is Duke. I'd buy stock in them. This is the best Duke defensive team that they have had in many years. Um, I think Coach K has done a really, really good job at getting very little out of a lot of talent the past few years. I think he had the most talented team in college basketball last year and completely underachieved. Four guys on that Duke team averaging 10-plus, including guy averaging 18, a guy averaging 16, and a guy averaging 12, not to mention 16 assists per game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, they've lost a few games, but they've been tested. They've played a tough schedule. I'm buying Duke. Seventh is Maryland. I'm behind Maryland. Maryland is just like a step below Kansas. They've got an experienced point guard who's really good, and he's a closer. He finishes games well. They've got a good post player, and they shoot it well. Uh, Maryland's not quite as good defensively as Kansas, which is probably my one concern with them. But Maryland's Maryland's been impressive. Can I can uh, I tell you something? Let me tell you something about Maryland because uh, I have Maryland and Duke on my list as well. But something interesting I saw about Maryland, they've got they they're, they're fairly deep. They don't have a lot of guys that play deep minutes, but they got guys that come off the bench. This is just the statistics from the guys that average ten minutes or less. I think it's like four or five guys. They average thirteen points, 
11 rebounds and only two turnovers. But those are the guys coming off the bench. They're averaging a double-double in less than 10 minutes. And that can really be helpful come late March when, when you got guys with tired legs. You know, some of these teams that are playing with young guys, you know, freshmen hit a wall in January and February because they're not used to playing, you know, 30-plus games and practicing for three hours. So having experienced guys and having depth this late in the year goes a really long way. Um, let's see, eight is Florida State. I'm selling on them. I've seen way too many poor performances out of them. Uh, nine is Penn State, for sure selling them. Uh, they just so, lost at home. Yeah, they just lost to Illinois, who's been really struggling. God damn, um, guess who had money on Penn State? Well, you need to sell. Well, I will. Sell. Can uh, is Kentucky, and Kentucky is in that middle range for me again. They're, they have a little bit of experience, but the SEC isn't near what we thought it was going to be. And I just, I don't know on Kentucky how Calipari's teams really improve throughout the year, but they're still coached by Calipari. So I, I can't buy them, but I'm not ready to sell them yet. So UK's, they're in the middle with San Diego State for me. Um, 11 is Louisville. I've been buying Louisville all year. I'm still on that train. Um, they've lost a couple in a row on the road, but if Jordan Nawara gets his head out of his rear end, they'll be all right. Uh, Villanova at 12, I'm selling them. Uh, this is this is not one of Jay Wright's, you know, elite teams. I do think Jay Wright's the top five coach in the country, but he's going to the Knicks. Team do it for me. He's going to the Knicks. Do you know that? I did hear that today. Yeah, they said his house was for sale, but I I heard a, a very a source very close with him says that's completely false. The only NBA job he would consider is the Sixers. Hmm. So, all right, number 13, Skybox, you, you might not like this, but I'm selling your Auburn Tigers. Okay, tell me why. I, uh, Is it because they have nine players that average 13-plus minutes or that they have four players that average 10-plus points? Uh, no, actually, those are probably reasons why I would buy. I'm selling because they haven't played anybody, um, and I just think they've got two they're, they're nowhere near where they were last year. And and I thought last year's team was, was impressive. But this year's team, they don't have those same pieces. Their schedule has been very easy, which has allowed them to get up in the, you know, in the single digits of rankings before dropping a little bit. I just don't think they're that good. It's kind of like their football season sometimes. It's like we get up there and we get past Texas A&M and we get past Mississippi State and Ole Miss and then Ole Miss and then – you know, we get LSU, and then it's like, all right, come back to reality. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they had a okay year because their schedule was cake early. But, you know. Sweet now, 16 team. Uh, that's possible, sure. But, I mean, if they're a four or five seed, they or a four seed, they should be a, you know, sweet 16 team. So, um, 14 is Oregon, again. I've been I've been uh, riding the Ducks all year. Um, great point guard. They shoot it really well. They defend pretty well. They don't have a stud inside, which which could come down and bite them. But this is an experienced team who made a run last year. So don't be surprised if the Ducks come a quacking come March. Um, and then fifteen is Creighton. I hate Creighton. Sell them all day. They're trash. Well. That kind of burst my bubble, what I was getting ready to say. Creighton was going to be a Final Four pick for me just because of how well they're doing this year. And but Well, you know, honestly, it's, it's probably a little biased because I took their season win total under at 21 and a half, and they're going to fly past it. Yeah. So it, it might just be ill feelings towards them. Um, and, I, you know, once I got down to the 15th team, I was like, okay, i got to stop this list at some point. So they're, uh, we're going to stop it at 15. They're deep on they're deep on the bench as well. Good scores. You should uh, you should get that you should get that into a blog, and then uh, people can actually read it. Their guard play is actually pretty good, but yeah, gosh, I, I don't like them. 
I'll, uh, you know, NCAA basketball for me, if I use having a bad season, it's kind of like bleh for me. I, I, I don't, don't love it. I don't stay as engaged as I'd like because it just kind of depresses me. So all I did, all I really did was pick my final four teams and, and Rego, I, I would have to say I'm, I, uh, kind of aligned with you because number one, I had Kansas. Number two, I had Duke. Number three, I had Maryland. And then my fourth, I was struggling. I put San Diego State, and I was between that or Oregon. Um, San Diego State, again, you know, who knows? They, uh, I do think they have a lot of the good, the key factors into a good they good uh, championship team. They have good interior defense. They shoot the three well. Um, they don't turn the ball over. And I think that one of their best players has been like out for a while with a respiratory infection or something weird like that. Um, and if they get him back, I think you know they have the potential. But again, the schedule, you don't really know. Um, so it's between them or Oregon for my four spot. But seems like seems like it was um, kind of in line with your buyers that are in my final four. So I feel good about it. Great minds think alike. Another segment, top sports movies. Do we want to explain kind of how we're going to do it? So we're going to rank rank our top five. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand this. I, I was totally... I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll explain. So we're going to, instead of kind of coming up with five lists, well, we all do have our individual lists, but at the end, we're going to rank them one through five each. If it's your number one, it gets five points. If it's your number five, it gets one point. Um and figure out the math in between. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, but basically, at the end, we'll have each, hopefully have a top five list all together. Um, and we'll let you guys vote on what you think, how we did, what the best one is. Um, if there's a tie, we may have to do something here at the end to, to figure that out. Maybe some honorable mentions. But So it's going to be a little different. We're still going to all do our list, but we're going to narrow it down to a top five between the three of us. Are you keeping score? I'll keep score. All right, because I still don't really understand. I still don't understand it. Reagan. Um, Taylor's not a math major. I, that's for Dan. I, sure, I took stats twice because I enjoyed it so much. Um, <laughs> Reagan, Reagan, you go first. Okay. Uh, number one, remember the Titans, and it wasn't really close. Coach Herman Boone. Skyler, what do you got for your number one? My first, um, I'm gonna go with Warrior. The, uh, I guess it would be a UFC movie with Tom Hardy and the guy that plays uh, Luke Skywalker's uncle. That's your that's your best sports movie of all time. Uh, if I'm being honest here, I'm pretty sure it was the first movie that made me cry. So, yeah, I'm going to put it up at number one. It's badass. Have you never seen it? Uh, Clearly. I don't know if I have or not. It's a good one. It's a good one. I agree. Not sure I'd put it up there. Not on my list. But uh, Skyler's got a mind of his own, so we'll we'll let him him be Skyler. Uh, My number one is going to be The Sandlot. I think uh, I think that speaks for itself. Um, I think you know you got uh, Hamilton Porter who would be be supporting my decision one hundred percent. Are we doing a snake on this? I would say just keep going back through. So start back over. Then then go. Okay. Okay, my number two is the Sandlot. That's the only reason I said start back over is because I knew mine was the same as yours. I like I like the pick. My number two, I'm going with White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. I have a feeling, and that that is that that pick is solely based on the fact that I was challenged to a jumping dunking competition this weekend by one Tommy Johnson. So I was at a. 
I was at a Dick's. Really I was at a Dick's Sporting Good today, and I was gonna. I was just gonna end it right there, um, but I wanted to have a witness and, and make sure we set it up properly. So, I'm going with White Man Can't Jump, and yes, he made that bet. You really think White Man Can't Jump is the second best sports movie of all time? According to me, yeah. I don't think any of Skylar's picks are going to make the list. I mean, I'm not pandering to a crowd, man. I'm giving you my real opinion. So, for my number two, me and Reagan just had him flip-flop. I had to remember the Titans as my number two. Okay, number three for me uh, is Moneyball. I love Brad Pitt. I love um, kind of combining sports and analytics. That's my thing. Um, and I think that movie was very well done. And Brad Pitt absolutely kills it. He's he's easy to look at, too, you know? Easy on the eyes. Um, number three. This one's going to be a little contentious. Um, it is about surfing, but it also could be about like bank robberies, which in and of itself could be a sport. But I'm going with Point Break. Starring Patrick Swayze and uh, Keanu Reeves. I mean, if you don't think surfing's not a sport, you're, you know, you're twisted in the brain. Uh, I think surfing is a sport, but I think it's a shame that that's on your list. <laughs> I could say every one of your picks is contentious. Number three for me is Friday Night Lights. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, uh, I, that's actually, I mean, I love watching that movie. It's, I've seen it a lot of times. I, I, for some reason, that movie pulls me back in all the time. I had one of those classes in college where our entire grade, it was a oral communications class, and our entire grade they, was like 95% weighted on this one speech that we had to give at the end of the semester. I gave that speech, and I brought in some speakers, and I played the music in the background, and my professor was just like, holy shit. Got up, gave me a standing ovation. I got 100 in that class. Love it. Great pick. That's my number I three. Got, uh, I got a 100% on a speech in college, and my speech was about quoting movies. And all I did was quote movies the entire speech. And I think a bunch of them were from Remember the Titan, so. Just have an have a essay or a speech all about movie quotes be all about movie quotes. I like it. It's I like, like it. <laughs> That's real meta. Reagan, you're number four. So this one is kind of a weird one for me. I think in the state that I live, I think this movie is incredibly overrated. However, I still think it's incredibly good, and that's the movie Hoosiers. People in Indiana almost worship that movie. I do not think it is worship-worthy. I mean, it is... It is a very good movie, but it's not kind of what people around here crack it up to be. That being said, I, I still would put it in my top five, obviously. Um, I think it's a great movie, but maybe a little overhyped. I think a lot of people, when they start this list, if they were doing top five sports movies, would pick Hoosiers number one. It's not number one worthy. It is top five, though. I'll give it a solid number four. I thought you were going to say Rudy. Don't get me started. That's one of the first movies I cried to, and that's, that's on my honorable mention list. Well, uh, my number four, I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is another, it, it, it's a golf movie, but it's also a hockey movie at the same time. So kind of a little twofer there, but I mean, Adam Sandler crushes it. Of course, named his production company after Happy Mad or Happy Gilmore, so you know it was a winner. I actually saw a funny little like meme meme gif, whatever you want to call it, thing where it was him going into the batting cage to take uh, like balls off the chest, preparing for uh, hockey season. And it said Astros preparing for next season. <laughs> Number four on my list is going to be. One that's probably not on anybody else's list, but I think it's an, an excellent movie, Million Dollar Baby. 
If you haven't seen Million Dollar Baby, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. You need to see it. I think it. I think she won an Academy Award for Best uh, Actress. Clint Eastwood, Best Director. And the movie, I think, won Best Movie. Yeah, I think they crushed it that year at the awards. Yeah, they did. But it's Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Hillary Swank. It's an amazing movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Boxing movie. Um, Hillary Swank becomes a, a professional boxer. Uh, Eastwood trains her. It's 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 a great. They 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 develop a nice little relationship. Uh, but yeah, number four for me. Remember when we uh, we cut our hair for sectionals like Rick Vaughn? Yeah, the wild thing. Yeah, that was that was good for a game, and then we lost. <laughs> oh, I got in so much trouble for that. I kept mine, and, and we did the Mohawks as well. Oh yeah, you and Phelps. Yeah, that was a. Oh. That's one of the few movies that I actually enjoy the sequels to. Like they don't really ruin yes. the movie, so. That, that's a that's a quality pick. My number five, I'm going with Little Giants. Um, I think this is one of the first movies that I can remember uh, quoting and the whole acid indigestion tablet that they take when they make they they try to. When when I was a ball boy with my dad, I would go around and I would do that and put those tablets in my mouth and they would foam. So, good times. And then when the and then when the Cowboys pull up and Emmett Smith is walking out and God, I love the Cowboys back then too. What's your five? So my number five, I'm kind of sad it's not anybody else's list because I almost had it higher on mine, but it's uh, Space Jam. Mm. Man, from our childhood, Space Jam, I I just feel like that's just one of the best. Michael Jordan, the Looney Tunes, you Hon- know, the honorable mentions. That's gonna get. Ruined by another remake. And I'm looking at our scores here, and I just, man, Skyler screwed us. <laughs> we're not going to have enough to make a top five. There's only like three movies that got voted on more than one. Exactly, which means Skyler's top movies are going to be at the top uh, in the list. Because it, 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 the list right now would be a tie between Remember the Titans and Sandlot for first. Warrior would be in third. And then White Men Can't Jump would be fourth. <laughs> and we, we'll have to go to, to honorable mentions for fifth. I got a few here. Reagan, where are all your honorable mentions? Name two. I have like seven honorable mentions. Name your top two. Oh, top two? Uh, I probably would go Rudy and there's so many good baseball movies. Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Major League Two. Um, Angels in the Outfield. I would probably go Angels in the Outfield. All right. Skyler, what's your two? I'm going to go with uh, The Sandlot and Space Jam. Okay. So Sandlot takes over the number one spot overall. Space Jam moves into fifth. My honorable mentions are The Blind Side and A League of Their Own. Yeah, League of Their Own was on, on my like top 15 list. I had a list of 15 movies I did. This, this was a hard one. There's a lot of good sports movies. I mean, the best movies are sports movies, really. We, we could have honestly narrowed it down per sport. Yeah, probably. I um, mean, I just want you guys to know that I, whenever this pod's released, the following day I will get a text from my buddy in Ohio, Reeves, and he is going to... Tell me exactly which movies we left off that should have been on, and how ridiculous 
Skybox's list was. I mean, I'm going to have to run all the analytics to get our top five, really, because when it breaks down, there's a, there's a lot of uh, division and multiplication and uh, square roots and stuff that are going into this. That's so. why I didn't understand the, the so, scoring system from the jump. So I think the method we're going to go with is we're going to take all Skylers out and then we're going to pick between me and Reagan's, which made the top five. Collusion. Collusion. Um, all right. So that that was a that was a good top five. You're gonna write a blog. Yep. Okay. Tommy's gonna write a blog on that, and we're getting a poll. So um, make sure that you guys are following us on our social medias, please. We, what are we? Uh, who's your picks on Twitter and Instagram? Appreciate it if you guys would uh, follow, retweet. All the all the stuff that you would do for any normal account, because um, it really does help, obviously. Um, and then make sure that you are sharing our um, Facebook if you're if you're getting on that. We really would like if you could share some of those posts that we do. Um, again, it really does make a difference. So, um, fellas, anything from you guys signing off? Happy Hanukkah. I still can't get over your top five list. Well. Take it, take it to bed and sleep with it. See you guys. <laughs>